Hello friends, and welcome back to Mixology, the podcast where we discuss, discover and dissect mono and stereo differences on classic albums from the 60s. And today we're taking a trip to the 1st of November 1967 with The Seekers and their album Seekers Seen in Green. Now this is an album that the cover lies to you a bit. It's got this drippy psychedelic look to it, but the music inside is very much in that folk pop vein. And while the cover isn't representative of the sounds inside and the back cover maybe is more so, it's a wonderful little folk pop album that's mostly comprised up of songs either written by or co-written by members of the group, which is a really nice touch. And all the songs here offer up something nice and unique to the listener. Before we dig into the album itself, there's two things I want to cover. The first of these is that I've chosen to look at a Seekers album today because of the recent untimely passing of the wonderful Judith Durham, whose voice we will of course hear at many times throughout the show today. On top of that, I recently got another email that I'd like to read out to you because, well, why not? Hello Frederick. I just wanted to let you know how much I'm enjoying the Mixology podcast. I was doing a search on Amazon Music to see if I could stream the Mammoth, the Birds, the Bees and the Monkeys box that the Rhino put out a few years ago, and I instead pulled up your episode on the same album. It satisfied all the questions I had on what was contained on the mono version, and then I listened through several more episodes. I have a request for an album to cover on a future episode. How about a comparison of the stereo slash mono versions of the very first self-titled David Bowie album from 1967? Thanks so much, Jim Baker, at TMI Podcast 2018. Thank you for your lovely email, Jim. It's always a pleasure to hear from people and hear how they found the podcast to begin with, and it's cool to know that hunting for these mixes can lead you to a great breakdown of what you're looking for. So, as I said, thank you very much for that, and I'm sure I'll check out your podcast in the near future. As for your suggestion, I've never actually heard that debut album by Bowie, but... I'll dig into it at some point in the future. There's a lot of albums from that period that I intend to dig into that are quite heavily produced, if you like. But for some reason, I just never really got into that period of time in a greater sense, record-wise, I suppose. There's a lot of albums from that period I'm yet to cover, such as Axis Boulder's Love by the Jimi Hendrix Experience, or Piper at the Gates of Dawn by Pink Floyd, the latter of which I have procured the mono and stereo mixes for, though. At some point I'll dig into these. I'm a little bit wary of covering Jimmy on the show because I know that they're really hot on copyright strikes and I'm kind of teetering on the edge a bit with that anyway, so we'll see how we go with that. That said though, I also want to give a huge shout out to my Patreon and all my patrons over there. Your support really does help keep the show going and I want to give an extra big thank you to my newest patron, Richard Blackborough, so thank you very much for that. Of course, as always, you can check out a new episode of Mixology on 45 every Sunday after an episode of Mixology. I'm still yet to pick this Sunday's single, but last time I did end up going with another Birds track, Lady Friend, backed with old John Robertson, so you can head over to the Patreon and check that out if you haven't already. But with all that out of the way, I think it's time to dig into the album at hand and kick off with the lead-off track on the album, Love Is Kind, Love Is Wine. Probably my favourite track here, to be honest. Love 
Mixes to this album don't differ too much, but there's some gentle differences that we'll definitely be highlighting. For this first track, I want to jump straight to the first verse, where the horn is very clear in stereo, but rather buried in the mono. This does continue throughout the track, it is worth noting. It's audible in both for sure, but there's a marked difference. We'll hear it first in stereo, and then again in mono. Do you hear music far away? There's so much I'd like to Again, in mono. Do you hear music far away? There's so much I'd like to say. Got a feeling oh so new. So I'm singing just for you. You are everywhere. As for the main body of the track, the stereo seems to bring out the guitars far more, giving them more life than just having them chugging along like in the mono. The reverb being used in stereo also serves to assist in this bigger picture. We'll start with the mono and open up into stereo. Love is kind, love is wine, so much laughter in your eyes. And you know that I will love you till the last love. Into stereo. tail of the track, the fade is a little longer at this time in stereo. Naturally, we'll start with the mono. Stereo. Track two is The Sad Cloud, and not the last time we'll hear about clouds on this album. Here we have a stereo mix that allows the backing vocals to stand out more, with the reverb being much softer in tone, though seemingly being more copious than the mono, and overall it stands out more, especially in the chorus. We'll start with the mono and move into stereo. One thing I will always remember When the green whispering leaves had called your name the gentle sign winds they did the same into stereo the sun has left the sky and for no reason why a sad cloud is crying tears of rain Track 3 is a cover of Paul Simon's composition Feeling Groovy, the 59th Street Bridge song. Here, the vocals are definitely higher in the mix and stereo, making the delayed response vocal lines much more obvious. We'll hear a section of that first in mono and then again in stereo. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just you And again in stereo. Slow down, you move too fast. 
you got to make the morning last just You can't you down the power stops just Look at find and feel it true Track four is a solo vocal performance by Judith, and it's If You Go Away, a Jacques Brel number. Now this has no major differences, mainly afforded by the stereo having the orchestration in stereo and then seemingly additional reverb applied to fill this out. It's just texture really beyond that. We'll start with the mono and open up into stereo. But if you stay, I'll make you a day. Stereo. We'll sail the sun, we'll ride on the rain, we'll talk to the trees and worship the wind. Then if you go, I'll understand. Leave me just enough love to fill up my hand. Track five is the Keith Potka composition, All I Can Remember. This very basic recording keeps things simple, but for this reason we end up with a pretty basic stereo mix, with the instrumental mostly right and the vocals mostly left. This makes the mono easily the preferable mix, though it's nice to get some separation of course. Naturally, we'll start with the mono and open up into stereo. Summer days and summer breezes, flowers everywhere are all that I remember of times we used to share into stereo summer nights and summer beaches flowing into fall that's all I can remember all that I recall closing outside one is chase a rainbow follow that dream Again, there's not an actual difference at play here, but the separation does allow for a slightly different feel, moving the horn far left and the instrumental mostly right, with vocals in between. Judith's solo in particular sounds rather naked in stereo, so we'll hear it, starting in mono and moving into stereo. Round and round, let your rainbows surround you, reflections to colour your day. To stereo. You'll find someone to share all your dreams, feel your loneliness fading away. When you walk along Opening Upside 2 is one of my favourites on the album, Angeline is Always Friday. A little small tidbit is that during the intro, someone appears to pour some water. It's a little bit clearer in the stereo, but only just about, but as it's a fine little thing, I wanted to highlight it anyway. First in stereo, and again in mono. And again in mono. This is a track where the stereo really shines. It's a mix that is very subtle, but still has evident panning to fill out the listening space, with a touch of extra reverb used very tastefully to fill this out. It's a very modern sounding stereo mix and is a real highlight sonically on the album. We'll start with the mono and open up into stereo. Angeline is always Friday, suitcase on the rack above. She hasn't even read her magazine. Into stereo. Angeline is counting stations till the one where I am 
standing Waiting for my only Angeline Up next is On the Other Side, and here I definitely lean towards the mono. The stereo is a good mix, but there's just that extra cohesion in the mono that can't be overlooked, even if the mixes are sonically very close. Obviously, we'll start with the mono and move into stereo. On the other side, into stereo. Up next is Cloudy, and I want to note before we dig in, this is credited here to Simon Woodley, not just Paul Simon as it is on the Simon and Garfunkel LP. I assume that Woodley is taking credit for something that he did partake in, and Simon just kind of overlooked that, who knows, but that's not what we're here to discuss. Here, the stereo again gets a dash of extra reverb, but most importantly, the shaker slash cabasa is louder in stereo, though again, very clear in both, sounding like a steam engine puffing along in stereo, while it's kind of this sort of subtle, I guess, piece of percussion in mono. We'll start with the mono and move into stereo. In the fade, there's a response vocal panned right that's mixed far higher while it's being mixed very softly with distant reverb in the mono. We'll hear it first in stereo and then again in mono. Cloudy. And again in mono. Cloudy. 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 Up next is Can't Make Up My Mind. And again, this gorgeous little song is extremely close, but the stereo again fills out the field by adding an extra reverb dose for good measure. We'll start, of course, with mono. Can't make up my mind where you might hide away from me. Into stereo. Everywhere I searched and still I can't make up my mind. Second to last track and one of the most covered here is Rattler. 
And here again, we experience the additional field filling reverb in the stereo. But a curious one is that the Cabasa, again, sound like a steam engine, which I very much appreciate, appears to fluctuate in volume a little inconsistently between mixes. I'm not going to specifically highlight it, as you kind of need to A-B the tracks at various points to get it, but we'll just start with the mono and move to the stereo and see how it differs within there. I've changed cities like a no-coat train don't know where I am. Into stereo. Friends I'll never meet again, memories drifting by like grains of sand. And closing out the album is Colours of My Life, a track co-written by Judith Durham. This is a beautiful closing number, and we get the biggest reverb difference yet afforded by the stereo, booming out across the stereo field when compared with the mono. It means both have their own unique feel, with the mono maybe a little more fitting to the rest of the album, while the stereo is the big, grand finale. I really like both, and certainly both serve their place, and ultimately, really, you're going to probably end up going for the stereo most of the time. We'll start with the mono, and widen out into stereo. Life has changed since you've been there to say it's alright. You taught me to understand what I thought couldn't be. Into stereo. Don't mind missing And with that, we complete a look at another wonderful album right here on Mixology, taking our first look at The Seekers with their 1967 album, Seen in Green. It's one that I picked up a number of years ago, first in stereo, just based on the cover alone that was dirt cheap and wasn't really completely sold on it. I later got the mono mix and unfortunately I gave away the stereo LP. I think someone gave me 50p for it actually. I don't really need it, but it's a shame that I don't have it for the flat lay cover you'll be looking at for this episode, but that's not the end of the world, I suppose. Ultimately, the stereo does really shine this album, but a lot of the time the mono does too. I will say that apart from all I can remember, the stereo is probably definitive, but both work, and there's nothing to lose with either, really. I had a great time listening to this episode of Mixology and of course you can check out all my other episodes below this one. If you want more from me, you can check out sister show Back to Mono where I play records from my collection, in mono of course, and chat about them and my recent discoveries, over on Mixcloud or with full extended versions over at the Patreon. The link to both of course is down in the description. If you want to get in contact with me outside of the show, you can do so by emailing me at backtomonoradio at gmail.com or messaging me on Instagram at hypnoticfred. There's plenty of record-based content over there as well, as well as some reels digging into various facts and figures as well, so lots to enjoy. So I'll see you over there if you have Instagram or in my inbox if you don't. Both of those are also down in the show notes. With all that said though, Nothing else to say really, apart from thank you so, so much for listening. And remember, whoever you are, and wherever you are, have a great, great day.